What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Honestly, really one of the main reasons that I can have businesses, to be honest with you, whether you're selling olive oil or cashmere sweaters or maybe a cute summer dress like Barancini, Gaia, or LPA. Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. I mean, it's really incredible. There is every category available. Shopify covers every sales channel from in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, which is so helpful for Dobby Day because he uses that to track all of his inventory. He knows what he has because it is in Shopify. So if he sells something online, it updates the inventory and it knows what the inventory is in the store and on the website. And it's so helpful. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And let me tell you something. Davide is extremely technology, technologically illiterate. I'm like just okay at it. And the fact that we are like ripping on Shopify and processing orders and pulling sales reports and being able to sell on Instagram and, and doing all these things seamlessly really speaks to what an incredible system they have because they also have 24-7 help, an extensive business course library, and they're here to support your success every step of the way. I really I just like love Shopify so much. I'm like so thankful for it. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash best, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash best. Take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash best. Okay. Hey, Benny. Hello. We're very cozy in Benny's. You don't even do like an intro? We do the intro outside. I record it separately. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we're here. Because I think that's awkward. It's like, now we have Benny Blanco, Grammy okay. okay. nominated. It's all smoke and mirrors, guys. No. And what, you edit this thing down? Yeah, but I usually don't. But you usually keep the whole thing? Well, I usually just have like a nice 45-minute to an hour-long conversation, and it's great. And then maybe if there's something that I'm like, hey, you know what, maybe like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Or like, like 
I'm really crazy about it. Like, I'll be like, that thing I said might make like two people that I know feel oh, bad yeah. or something. I don't want anyone to feel bad. So why did those who, things? Who listens to these things? I always wonder that. You, I'm like, but then, but then, you know, it's 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 people do it's crazy like jason like hit people listen to his all the time oh yeah like, they're uh, gonna get like a tv show from that podcast I know, they are yeah they're like signed to CAA and shit like it just like they i don't would, give a fuck what they say on that do podcast. you listen to podcasts there's a few that i listen to a lot i listened to a lot of podcasts when i was like commuting when i had like an office yeah i just like don't understand who's like like i'm like who wants to listen to me say something a lot of people do yes it's the same way a lot of people follow you on instagram it's like instead of just seeing the photos they get to hear you have more context (sighs) all right what do you because you're very silly what do you want to say (laughs) i want to talk about how you ended up where you are because i don't think a lot of people know like where you grew up how you started loving food i mean your love of food is really insane to me like you this is like this is your life is like food i got music. some raisins that are really good <laughs> I, at the market they have these long raisins i've seen right? the... they're delicious and they have the best dates they've ever had right now which market uh santa monica oh you went to farmer's market yeah you got to go to that wednesdays there you know, I really want to go. It's so far. Have away you ever been? Me. Of course. Yeah. Where do you? What market do you go to? Pasadena. There's a Thursday afternoon. There's a farmers market, which is really nice. It's good. Yeah, and I'll bring like a little roadie, and in the summer it's so nice. So there's kids everywhere, and they have yeah. live music. You bring the baby. Restaurants and Carmela's in her little wagon. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cute. Okay, where did you grow up? Grow up or born? Grow up. Virginia. And what was it like growing up in Virginia? Were you like a little weirdo or were you a cool kid? What was your vibe? What was my vibe? Yeah. Uh, my brother was the coolest kid like in school. So mm-hmm. my brother was the coolest guy and he's he was always like just leaving a place when I was coming because he's <laughs> five years older he's so like five and a half. So he would like so you just, weren't even in school at the same time. No, but he would like just be leaving. So people would be like. There was like the legend of him at like every school and he was the coolest guy in the world. So like, oh my God, he made me so cool and it gave me like so much confidence. Like right away, I was like confident because of him. I was like, what was I like? I got like my superlatives were uh, class clown mm-hmm. and like most likely to be famous. No. Those are, yeah, those are my- You're both those things. Those are my, those are my two. And, um, you know, I grew up in a place, I actually grew up in a really strange place. Okay. It's a planned community. So basically (laughs) there's, I think three in the world, but basically- I've never even heard of this. So basically a guy makes a place. I think his name is Robert E. Simon, something like that. He makes a a town and- he knows like exactly what the town's going to be like 30 years from now. He knows exactly like mm-hmm. what, like every part of it is like predetermined and you have to like, his main philosophy is he believed that everyone should live together, whether you're extremely wealthy or whether you don't have any money. So mm-hmm. there's like section eight housing right next to like mansions. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it made for like such a divert, like my school was so unbelievably diverse. And like the food where I grew up was like, so, and I just thought, 
that everyone had that. I was like, oh yeah, everyone goes and eats like Ethiopian food and then like cool. goes and has like Indian, but then eats like Sri Lankan like mm-hmm. and like El Salvadorian. Like that was just like where we grew up and everyone, every single person was just living together in like a melting pot. And it like, I think it, I don't think I would have, I don't think I'd be anywhere where I am today without that, without hearing like all the different types of music, without seeing all the different types of cultures, without going over to my friend's house and being like, oh, what's what's this dish? And they're like, oh, this is, you know, Longanisa. This really explains your perspective on music and food. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is like Longanisa or Lumpia. And like, yeah. these are like my friend's parents. And yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It was also, we grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere. So There's nothing to do except, like, be really good at sports or really good at music. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You were, were you making music in high school? Yeah. Well, no, I started making music when I was four. Doing what? I started what? recording. No. When I was like, I started like really recording my own songs when I was like seven. Funny because we're friends, but I really don't know much about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I started recording my own songs when I was like seven. Was on like a little computer? No, this was like before I didn't have a computer. What did you have? What were you recording on? Like a keyboard and like cool. basically I had a boom box. Okay. I had two boom box. My brother had a boom box and I had one. And it was like I would record into one of them and then I'd play that recording back and then record into another boombox and keep adding cool. stuff back and forth till it was like a four track, eight Unbelievable. track. And no, but nothing was in time. So it sounded like dog shit. Then I won a contest when I was like nine and I got to record a song in like a kind of like a studio. What was this contest? I used to be in all these like rap battles and stuff. And no. like I got to get studio time and then I got that. And then when you were nine. Yeah. And then, I mean, how much, how deep do you want to go? Let's go deep because I don't think, how, how, how many people know about this? Probably a, a fair amount. Oh. Uh, but, but. Because <laughs> you're very famous and have probably done no, tons no, of no, interviews. No, 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 But like, this is crazy to me. Okay, but, but yeah, I want, I'll, 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 we'll do like a, we'll do like a very abridged version. Okay, okay. Okay. Then when I'm maybe 12, my brother is in a fraternity. And there's like a guy who makes music in the fraternity and who has had like some mild success. And like, I link up with him. I start making songs with him. I like go to fucking Atlantic city every weekend. I travel there when I'm like 12. Who's in your mom's taking your hair? 
Uh, at this point, my mom, very soon after I started going myself, but it like. Amazing. So I'm like 13. <laughs> I'm doing all that. And then I get linked up with a guy named Jonathan Schechter who started Source Magazine. He mm -hmm. was like one of the, you know, he was the first person to ever sign Eminem. Like he got, he's like involved in like 50 Cent's career, all these people. And I called him every single day. I used to annoy everyone. I used to call <laughs> this guy named The Alchemist every single day. I used to call all these people every single day. That, I want you back, Alchemist song. Yeah, like. Came out when I was a freshman in college and it's like, that song is so ingrained in who I am as a person. Yeah. Like for me, it's just like, for me, it's just like, I am, I was just so annoying. Like I I would, I, I so basically I got, you know, further that way than my friend Sam, uh, uh hooked me up with an A&R and they tried to, they came down to my homecoming and tried to sign me to Jive Records when I was 13. No. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then like I have friends, I have friends that I'm friends with now today in the yeah. music business that I met, like my friend Ryan Press, he tried to sign me when I was 14 years old. So everyone just knew that you were like this child genius. I don't know. Cause I sucked back then. I was so well, unbelievable. I, nobody else is trying to get signed. No, no, I was terrible. I was terrible. And then yeah, within your concept I of, don't know. What, of greatness, I really don't think I was good. I think it was just like impressive that I was like a young kid and I was doing it. And it was a lot harder to be a young kid doing it than it is today. Cause today you just like go online, you post a song. It's oh, yeah, big. So that different. didn't exist. So like I was, I was like, you know, I was trying to do it. I used to just, I, oh, then I got signed to this thing called Gamble and Huff. They made like every big song in the 70s. Like mm. every song, every song. People all over the world, step by step, join. Mm. Every song, Marvin Gaye, fucking Jackson 5, all every everything, Teddy Pendergrass, all the shit. So then this is just when MySpace first started getting mm -hmm. big. And so I got a MySpace and somehow- 35. I just okay, turned so 35 like two days oh, ago. Oh, yeah, two days ago. So we are almost the exact same age. So I remember this. So MySpace was High school. was popping. And I was, MySpace got big probably when I was about 15. Mm -hmm. And I remember I got a MySpace. Did you have a MySpace? Oh, yeah. So I had a MySpace. I still have it. I can't delete it. <laughs> yeah, I got a MySpace. And somehow I got a lot of followers. I don't know how. But I had a a ton of followers, mm -hmm. like 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 an ungodly amount for someone like that lives in the middle of nowhere that's like sixteen. Mm -hmm. And so I started like text, uh, e like whatever it's not emailing, messaging people, mm -hmm. and I would like hit up everyone, everyone, <laughs> every single person, people that I still talk to today. You know Emil, yeah, Haney. I would, I hit, when I was 15, I used to email, I used to message him every single day. How did you find out who Emil was? Because I, I was obsessed with uh, liner notes. So I used to do a thing. There was like one website uh, where you could get, because I didn't have enough money to buy all the CDs. So there was like one website where you could get the, uh, you could get the liner notes. And I used to like print them out and like cover up the things and like try to guess. I, I was a Whoa. fucking loser, loser. But basically 
Yeah, I started doing all that, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, that guy, Shecky, Jonathan Schechter, also owned the biggest softcore porn DVD series in the world <laughs> that people would make beats for. And he was my first beat I ever sold. I was 14 years old, and he gave me $500. For porn? Yeah, for making the thing. And I, I had the DVD, and he sent it to my house, and like, Every time my friends would, yeah, I was the man. Every time my friends came over, (laughs) I'd be like, guys, I made this thing and I'm also in this fucking porn thing. It says my name and it's like all the hottest girls. It's like all the video girls and stuff. And then my mom would come home and just like take it away from me. And I'd be like, you can't take it away. I did that. Um, And so I was like, I was doing that and I was hitting everyone up and I started interning for a guy named Disco D. Mm-hmm. He he passed away, but eventually later. But basically, he posted a thing saying he was looking for, I like would bother him all the time. And then he was like, who's looking for studio time? And I was like, I want studio time. And he was like, okay. So I came up, I sat down with him and I said, I actually don't want studio time. I just really want to work for you. Like, he's like, you're wasting my fucking time. And I was like, I'll do anything. I'll give you every dollar I have. I just want to work for you. And he said, I'm going out of town next weekend. If you can book my studio the whole time I'm out of town, you can work for me. Cool. And I called every favor I ever had because I didn't know kids with fucking $500 to spend, $600. Called in every single favor, (laughs) made it happen. And then I started working for this guy. He was absolutely insane. But like, it's how I met like all these first people. I'm like 17 years old and I'm in the room with, you know, fucking Spankrock, Diplo, Santigo, all these people, wow. but they were all trying to be big. Like mm-hmm. no one was big yet. And then, you know, eventually when I got out of school, I, one of the guys, one of the first sessions I was, I was uh, working on when I was like 18, I had just turned 18 was this kid Spankrock and his name, real name's Naeem. And I used to get his, I would get his like fucking food, like and laundry and stuff. <laughs> and like, I walked in one time and I was like bringing him his like order. And he, he said, what do you think about this? And I was like, yeah, this is great. And then like, Next day I came in and he was like, hey, what rhymes with so-and-so? And I was like, oh, maybe like try something like that. And he was like, oh, that line's good. He's like, you have any other ideas? And I like gave him my ideas. And then we just became closer and closer. And then the project ended, blah, blah, blah. And then this guy who I was interning for actually committed suicide. Mm. And he was like my best friend. He was my hero, everything. I was like completely broken. First day like after we all found out and stuff, we were all super sad. And I, my manager at the time, this guy named James had a big loft and Spankrock and a few other guys came over and we just like listened to Disco D's beats and like cried and rapped together. And like, we, we got really close that night. And then I would see Spankrock in the streets of, this is like when Williamsburg was like, it was like 2005, 2006. Williamsburg's like, Williamsburg's like a thing. It's like cool. It's edgy. Mm -hmm. And I would see him all the time. And this was right when Gnarls Barkley came out. Do you remember like, does that make you crazy? And I was like, uh, and I saw him, Naeem, and I was like, basically no one would take me seriously at meetings. Like I used to travel. I used to travel before I was in, out of high school, I would travel up 
for meetings and then like if the meeting got canceled i would just sleep in the mcdonald's like uh, in Times square yeah like because i never or sleep on street corners sleep on wherever it didn't matter i would sleep in cars with my friends i was going up i was lying to my mom saying that i was like going to stay at a friend's house and then i would just drive to new york and we would sleep and we had no money no anything but we like made it happen we were like selling weed doing whatever mm. we could and I remember I used to cold call record labels and I would pretend I was like the lawyer. I would cold call like Jay-Z's label and I'd be like, this is, you know, I would look up the name and be like, this is Jay-Z's lawyer. Like we need to, we need to speak to the owner of the company immediately. And then when they got on, I'd be like, it wasn't blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> I, it's crazy because I became friends with the secretaries. And to this day, one of the secretaries, the one for Atlantic Records, is my manager to this day. No. Yeah, I met him when I was 15, 16, and I'm 35 now. He's my manager. No way. Yep. Just from you being like, what would they say when you were like, <laughs> sorry, it's not Jay-Z's lawyer? He was like, like you, you just- got a lot of heart. He was like, everyone saw it. Like, I was like, just annoying enough. Yeah. And... And yeah, I would sit outside of studios because this was before like Instagram. I would sit outside of studios and wait for someone to come out. And I'd be like, do you make music? Like, and I'd be like, can I make music with you? Like, I and I intern everywhere, do everything, scrub toilets, do all. What was the, the first like song you made? Well, so then I would annoy that guy Spank Rock all the time. And then one time... <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, nobody's taking me seriously. I have to be in like a group. I got to be like Gnarls Barkley or something. So I hit up Spank Rock and I was like, dude, please make a song with me. I want to make an album with you where we sample like two live crew. And he was like, that's the dumbest idea in the world. And I was like, no, I think it'll be so cool. And I just like kept annoying him. And eventually he made one song with me. And literally the next week we got signed to Downtown Atlantic Records the same label that signed Gnarls Barkley. Amazing. So so I so I was making my first album and I made like this like very cool left of center album. Mm-hmm. And we were all trying to come up. We were all working together. It was like me, Diplo, A Track, you know, uh, uh Spank Rock, MIA. Like everyone was like that was like the wave of what was happening. And I made this like EP with Spank Rock that like got a lot of attention. And then I started working with like Santi Gold and Justice and Most Def and stuff like that. And I was doing like left of center stuff. And I started getting offered like a publishing deal. And I, I was like, what the hell is a publishing deal? I don't even know what this is. And like, I didn't really think about music. I remember like to do like that whole album and like my record deal, like my first record deal, I was like so fucked on, but I didn't like know. I got like $20,000 and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I never Rich. have to work again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I actually never have to work again. I was like, mom, you don't get it. Like I'm not working again. Like, cause you know, I was, you know, I didn't grow up like kids grew up in like LA and like still I'm like, I'm like pinching myself every day as I'm like sitting here and like looking where I am. Like, it's like my life wasn't supposed to be like this. And, and it's just like, I never take any day for granted. Like just for like the things I get, like seeing my mom, like my mom worked like shitty jobs for like 30 years. Like Mm -hmm. my mom was like, my mom literally like when you went to like JC Penney's and you saw like the like jewelry displays she used to like do the displays Mm -hmm. and she used to like she used to take me to work with her and I used to like do the display with her and stuff when I was 
when I was a kid and then my mom worked in an old folks home and she worked, she just had, she worked at a, you know, a, like a clothing store. Like my mom wasn't like, you know, yeah. driving around in a Ferrari and it was, it's like, it's just like, it's still like so humbling. Like today to just be like, I can't believe I get to actually do like, look what we're both doing right now. Like we're, we have the most bullshit lives. Like, like, and, and, and people complain and we complain. Like, I'm sure you like complain at some point. Like, you're just like, I can't believe like I, I have to do this today, but you're sitting, you're sitting on a couch right now. Mm -hmm. Like looking like you just got your hair done. You're like draped in like beautiful jewelry. <laughs> and it's like, and, and, and really like we work hard but it's like it's really not, watching the steam rise from your perfectly heated pool behind you that's like setting the mood it's yeah like, it's like we work hard but it's like we don't work hard like sometimes i like i'll no, see someone doing i always say i'll be like in my car and i'll drive by somebody who's waiting at the bus stop and i always say that person is working way harder than me oh and like definitely deserves to be in this car and i should be sitting at that bus stop. dude it's insane like you see like a cons like i see someone like doing construction and yeah. i'm just like oh my like like i'm like imagine like you go home and you're like oh what was your what did you do today and they were like well i move like the dirt from like there to there and it's like this it's such a you know i think like when people are complaining so much and it's like, I try and I really try not to complain. Cause we're I, big on no complaining in our house. I just have like such a, I, I know I work hard, but it's like, it's such a. Here's the difference also. You clearly have been working hard for a long time. You have extreme talent. You are an outlier. So you've been given a gift. Yeah. As I, you know, I have, but it's all imposter syndrome. I, every day I'm just like, Oh, like they're taking this all away. I'm like, I'm losing it. Like it's, it's going to be gone because it's just like people like, I remember my mom used to sit there and like, look at me and she'd be like, what's, what's your backup plan? <laughs> like, she's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to be the biggest in the world. And she would, and she would laugh at me. She's, I mean, it's dude, like, yeah, it was just a different, it was just a, and I had no other choice. It's not, you know, it's not like I was like, Oh my God, I can like fall back on this like money and like yeah. try to, I was or just fall like, fall back on like this construction job that I, I like, worked I, in the summer. Yeah, I was like, I point. just have to do this. Yeah. I was like, there's no, I'd rather be living on the street. Like I just have to do what I love. It's like, it's in me. And it's like the, the thing that make gives me the most joy. I mean, it's nice to hear you say that it's cause I can't imagine you also live like a very, you live a humble life for what you have been able to build. Like I do feel like you're very, you're very humble and you do a very good job of like bringing people together and feeding people and enjoying your life and having cool, interesting people around. And like, you're a very, I know I feel like you do a very good job of 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 living your life in a way that's not too showy and very complimentary to, and you take care of your friends so well and your family and the whole thing but I'm always like you must go to bed at night like how the fuck is this my life and if I eat we all eat that's how that's how it always yeah it's all my friend yo you know how many friends helped me get to where I am you know how many couches I slept on you know how many so it's like as long as I have it, as long as I'm comfortable, like all my friends are going to be, are going to, are going to be in a good position. And we're all, yeah, I like, 
Like, yeah, I don't want to go buy a Ferrari. Like, the thing that gets me excited is, like, having my friends over and, like, eating the best meal. Yeah, just, like, eating (laughs) the best meal and, like, chilling and, like, and, and, like, going and going to, you know, going, traveling two hours and, like, going to some, like, little hole in the wall in, like, some grandma's backyard. And, like, that's, like, those are the things that get me excited. Like, having your, I'm very fortunate that I had, a lot of friends that are really close before I made it like like I could only imagine totally. trying to make no. like you know because you really don't make that many like it's very me and Davide had to talk about this where it's hard to make friends as an adult and, and meet people where you're like whoa this person like has the same morals as me this person like so many people are like oh my god yeah let's hang out like it's gonna be so great but you know you're not hanging out with that person you're not hanging like out. it's like oh my god i can't wait to see you oh my god we're gonna have like the best time and then the next time you see them is the next time you say you're gonna hang out yeah, with yeah, them yeah. again like a year later like and me and david were sitting there and i was like he was like, I can tell when I meet a person, like whether they they're real or not. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's very rare to find like real, real people that are really ride or die. Like I want my friends to be the people like if I call them, I'm like, yo, it's 3 a.m. I'm stuck on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Someone fucking chopped my pinky off and I need you to come get me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where I am, but you got to figure it out. And they're putting on that fucking raincoat and they're going out and they're doing it. I don't know why it's raining, but in my head it's raining it's when it's three in, yeah. when it's three in the morning. Yeah. It it's been raining drama. so much here. I know I had to drive over. I had to drive over cold water to get here and it was like landslides and trees falling. What, how do you feel about the rain? We're not built for this. I mean, I love it more than anything, but it's destroying my house. Like I, we have buckets everywhere. Carmela's ceiling fell in a tree fell i'm looking at all the trees on the hill behind me like please don't fall on me my tree fell on my neighbor's house i have to pay for that i mean i'm so it's everything looks so beautiful we had to drive to montecito two days ago and that was like the most beautiful drive going up the 101 like everything is great i was like this is giving like we're like hawaii and ireland adjacent right now with how beautiful california is That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Our next partner is Athletic Greens, my fave. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I saw all my friends taking it and I'm clearly impressionable. And thank God, because it makes me feel so good. I take AG1 in the morning. I just put one scoop in a glass of water. I love taking it before I work out. I love taking it when I'm on vacation and like my Eating schedule is a little off. Sometimes I like to take it in the afternoon because it truly does give me like a little bit of a pickup. It makes me feel really kind of like unstoppable. It can go in a smoothie and it really replaces tons of different things because it's really full of everything. And I noticed very quickly that it helps me with bloating. It helps me with energy. It helps with immunity. 
It has a multivitamin. It has minerals, pre and probiotics for my gut health. It has adaptogens and a greens blend, literally all in one perfect little scoop. And if you are looking for a simpler and cost-effective supplement routine, I want you to try Athletic Greens. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com best. That's athleticgreens.com best. Check it out. It is my absolute favorite daily nutritional habit. I, 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 it made me think of a question I have for you because mm-hmm. I'm sure you're just asking everyone questions all the time. I have two. One, how does it, how are you being like a mother and like doing all this stuff? Like, when does it stop? Like, when do you, when do you stop? I don't. I, that's actually, David and I were talking about that the other day because I don't have like a hobby or like anything, like I don't do therapy because I just don't, like Davide had like plays soccer and he has like the car and like if he's really stressed, he'll like clean the car till three in the morning. And then on Sundays he gets up at like 5.30 in the morning and like rides his car to, to the beach and like he'll bring the dog and they have like this moment in the beach and then they come back and it's like, he has his like meditative thing and then he box like he has his outs. What's your moment? I don't have any moment. Why? And I and I kept saying it's going to the gym, but everybody said that that's not a moment. <laughs> what are what are, what are your moments? I know because when I'm alone, if he's doing something, then I catch up on my emails. What? But what gives you joy? Oh, I w- I I wake up happy. Like no, no, no. I'm saying, but like, what's like a thing that you could do? Like every time you do it, you're like, oh, like this is incredible. Eating like a chocolate cake or something. No, I think like cooking at home with our friends is really when I'm so joyful. Like being in our home, having our friends around. Like I doesn't get better than that. Like ever at all. So for me, I'm like being able to uh, to work to like pay our mortgage on our house and to be able to afford to go to Roma and buy all this stuff and like to be like, wow, like I have a house that people can come sit at this dining room table and like dry and like I pay for the electricity to be on here. Like what's your hobby? Like, I have your, no hobby. You need a hobby. What, what should my hobby be? What's like on brand for me as a hobby? I don't know. This is, it's something that you like, like, like there's never things you just do to do. No, because I have too much stuff to do. Like for me, like walking is so important. Like I love to walk. I walk like 20,000 steps a day. I mean, that, but that to me, like when I go on a walk, <laughs> I like usually taking a call when I go on a walk. You can you can do that. That's okay. Yeah, I go on walks. I okay. Mean, every day I like either go on a walk or I work out. So then like, like is cooking, uh, do you like cooking? Yeah, we, I cook every day. Okay, so cooking's a little hobby. Do you, do you feel meditative while you're doing it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have cooking. I've always, cooking's always been my thing. I used to take cooking classes when I was little and I'd cook for my parents okay. and with my parents. Okay, so That's you, why the dinner parties are important to me because like we cook and it's like- Yeah, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. Okay, cooking. Uh, do you like, do you ever, what? Who's that? Scott. What does Scott do? Scott, uh, does my farm. Oh, got it. And Scott, Scott also, uh, uh, so we do a thing where you grow all the vegetables. Yeah. And then we, we, we give them to like food deserts. So like, so they do, they give it to like East New York or I mean East LA and like we're doing all over. It's like, you know, everywhere like downtown and they do they do uh boxes every week cool it's really cool we do a billy eilish's mom maggie <laughs> she's the best i should have him we have so much we have like all the boxes and stuff i was going to plant it myself but maybe i'll ask him to come help me there's nobody better than this man and he does it every week 
forever. And now he does it for all my friends too. And it's like eating your own produce is so much better. It's so much better. You know where it's coming from. It's cheaper. So I, much. I grew up like that. My dad built all the boxes, but when he got older and then when he died, it would came, like I did it a couple. It's hard. It's a lot of manual labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like four days for me of like emptying out the old soil, putting yeah. in the new soil. Sometimes yeah. I don't know if I should like sprout the seeds first or if I should get them already sprouted or if I just put the seeds in. Yeah. I'd like Scott's advice. I garden. That's also hot. Doing house stuff is like yeah. when I get meditative. You like but like I'm a mom. Like it's busy. Like I saw some someone posted something funny the other day that was like, "Do you ever clean your house every day and then have to clean your house every day?" <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so OCD with it. But what's it like? But, but how do you feel like you're like your house is so clean? You're a mom now. Mm-hmm. It's like what's it? What's it like? I mean, it's really magical. Yeah, she's it's really hard. Cool. It's hard though being a mom, right? Yeah, it's like it's a it's hard for multiple levels. Well, really, the hardest thing for me is just the mom anxiety because everything becomes about like it's not like so fucking anymore. It's like when we're driving on the freeway and it's like like if I'm driving here and it's raining, I'm like so extra careful because I'm like, I can't die and leave my daughter motherless. Yeah, that's what everyone said. <laughs> everyone said you think about stuff so much Death more like when you fly, you're like, oh, we have to fly separate. Like my I- mom always said that growing up, she was like my my dad and my brothers all went to my brother's bachelor party. My mom was like, if that plane crashes, it's the end of the family. And I was like, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't think about that stuff. Now you do when you become a mom. Okay, what else are you thinking about, like, all the time? Um, oh, with Carmela? I mean, I'm constantly trying to think about, like, what I could do for her today that'll make her, that'll, like, spark an interest in her. Yeah. Like, we're really excited to see what her... Uh, natural interest, like what her yeah. thing will be. Yeah. So we just have to expose her to those things. So last Sunday we went to the science center. What's Davide pushing for? And what are you pushing cars. for? Cars. Davide wants her to be into cars? Yeah, you take her to the Porsche dealership right. this morning. And what do you want her to be into? I mean, if I was going to be like stage mom status, I would just die for her to like sing or dance. Okay, okay. You want singing or dancing? Because those are the things I always wanted to do that I never did. Why didn't you do them? I don't have the talent. You know what I mean? Like, I can't sing very well. Are you doing what you wanted to do? Yeah, totally. Okay. So those uh, were, like, the things you wanted to do, and they were like, eh, I can't do these, but I can do this. No, I'm doing exactly everything I want to do. Yeah. Like, what, if, once we open, like, Barber and Chini and have, like, a beautiful Sicilian cafe, like, filled with, like, the products that I've been dreaming about for, like, the last, like, five years, and I, like, go and manage that space and, like, see people and sit down with people and be like, oh, my God, hold on, this, like, fresh thing is coming out of the oven. You have to yeah. try this. And blah, 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 blah. That's, what, that's my oh goal my and what yeah, I'm what moving I'm... towards. Yeah. I want to be in B. Okay, I want to talk about something that happened the other day that was really cute. Okay. We, like, didn't... Yeah, we called you. We talked about it. We... I can't, I can't remember how it came up, but I think, like, Chloe said something where it was, like... Like, it was, like, after Rihanna's Super Bowl, and we were, like, kind of talking about, like, the songs that you had worked on that were mm-hmm. playing in the Super Bowl. And we were, like, in the car. This is when we were driving to Aspen. And, like, Dime... You know, she sang... And I kept singing Rihanna in the car. And... Davide was like, I think da- I think Benny worked on this song. And then Davide's like, can you imagine sweet Benny writing down, like, you shine like a diamond in the sky? And about, like, sweetie is. And you can picture him sitting there going, okay, okay, wait, I get it. Like, now we're going to do this. And, like, now we're going to do that. And he had this really cute moment where, like, we realized that, like, these songs are an ex- obviously very clearly like an extension of you and your like tenderness and you are like a very like loving man. And like, do you ever think about that? Like, does it ever cross your mind that like you're actually like these songs that people 
have their best life moments to or songs that make people want to feel a certain way or like love, love or these things like you put that in people's worlds. Well, I think with songs, I always it's funny because right after this, I'll go work and I'll go make a song today. And, you know, I'm making my album and I I sit there and I'm like, what am I feeling today? And I'm just it's not selfishly, but I'm just putting out exactly what I want to hear in the moment. So it's mm-hmm. like, so like right now I'm like, man, what type of song do I want to write about? Like in, you know, I'll jot down ideas, you know, like uh, this morning I was like just jotting down ideas cause I'm going to go write with my friend and I haven't written with her. Are they always in your head? There's always something a lot. Most of them are shit. Like what's your process? Like m- most things are shit. Like I'd say I throw out 99, 90- Eight percent of what I do in a year, only like, but I'd say five percent of what I do in a year comes out. Mm. So well, that's a good five for the five percent. Really yeah, works. yeah, but it's like you, you're. Um, oh, with Carmela, I mean, I'm constantly trying to think about like what I could do for her today that'll make her that'll like spark an interest in her. Yeah. Like we're really excited to see what her uh, natural interest, is, like what yeah. her thing will be. Yeah. So we just have to expose her to those things. So last Sunday we went to the science center. What's Davide pushing for? And what are you pushing? Cars. For? Davide wants her to be into cars. Yeah. You take her to the Porsche dealership right. this morning. And what do you want her to be into? I mean, if I was going to be like stage mom status, I would just die for her to like sing or dance. Okay. Okay. You want singing or dancing? Those are the things I always wanted to do that I never did. Why didn't you do them? I don't have the talent. You know what I mean? Like I can't sing very well. Are you doing what you wanted to do? Yeah, totally. Okay. So those were like the things you wanted to do and then you're like, I can't do these, but I can do this. No, I'm doing exactly everything I want to do. Yeah. Like once we open like Barber and Chini and have like a beautiful Sicilian cafe, like filled with like the products that I've been dreaming about for like the last like five years. And I like go and manage that space and like see people and sit down with people and be like, oh my God, hold on. This like fresh thing is coming out of the oven. You have to try this. That's what that's my goal and what I'm moving towards. Yeah. I want to be in B. Okay, I want to talk about something that happened the other day that was really cute. Okay. We like didn't... Yeah, we called you. We talked about it. We... I can't, I can't remember how it came up, but like, I think like Chloe said something where it was like... Like it was like after Rihanna's Super Bowl and we were like kind of talking about like the songs that you had worked on that were mm-hmm. playing in the Super Bowl. And we were like in the car. This is when we were driving to Aspen and like Dime... You know, she sang... And I kept singing Rihanna in the car and... Davide was like, I think Do- I think Benny worked on this song. And then Davide's like, can you imagine sweet Benny writing down, like, you shine like a diamond in the sky and about, like, sweet he is? And you can picture him sitting there going, okay, okay, wait, I get it. Like, now we're going to do this. And, like, now we're going to do that. And he had this really cute moment where, like, we realized that, like, these songs are an ex- obviously very clearly like an extension of you and your like tenderness and you are like a very like loving man. And like, do you ever think about that? Like, does it ever cross your mind that like you're actually like these songs that people have their best life moments to or songs that make people want to feel a certain way or like love, love or these things like you put that in people's worlds? Well, I think. With songs, I always, it's funny because right after this, I'll go work and I'll go make a song today. And, you know, I'm making my album and I. Making album and a cookbook. Yeah. I sit there and I'm like, what am I feeling today? And I'm just, it's not selfishly, but I'm just 
putting out exactly what I want to hear in the moment. So it's like, so like right now I'm like, man, what type of song do I want to write about? Like in, you know, I'll jot down ideas, you know, like uh, this morning I was like just jotting down ideas because I'm going to go write with my friend and I haven't written with her. Are they always in your head? There's always something. A lot. Most of them are shit. Like what's your process? Like most things are shit. Like I'd say I throw out 98% of what I do in a year. Only like, but I'd say 5% of what I do in a year comes out. Mm. So well, that's a good five for the 5%. Really yeah. Works. Yeah. But it's like you, you're, um, my process is all different. Like today, today. I'm, you're able to just turn it on. You're going to go to a studio and just write. Sometimes it doesn't work. Mm. Sometimes I go there and we just hang out. Yeah. And I don't put pressure on it. But today, like, I hope to write a song. Like, I'm, like, looking for a specific type of feeling. It's like a few feelings. Like, I, like, will be like, oh, I want to make a song that feels like this. Like, I'll be like, oh, I want to make a song that with music that, like, you know, I actually like when we were doing that Italian night the other night, I was like, man, I was like, there should be a song that feels like a like a Frank Sinatra type song now. Yeah, because there's no and new I, songs like that. Yeah, anymore. I was like, why isn't there like a song that like makes you feel like that? And the music sounds Who could like, even sing that. I just I made one after it. I made one with my friend and it was like and it's like it feels like you're like in an Italian mafia movie. Who sang the song? Right now, there's no, it's just my friend singing a demo, and then you can go and like shop that to somebody, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like so today, I'll be like, basically, it's like my own therapy session. I'll be like, okay, cool. what do what am I feeling right now? What do I want to get off my chest? And then like sometimes it's like, oh, I want to make something like happy and pointless. Then it's like, oh, I want to make something that's like really meaningful. And then like the artists I work with, like. Uh, you know, like when we were making the song with, you know, I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sitting with Ed Sheeran. We're like, it's like 3 a.m. We're leaving Toronto and we're on our way back to America. And the way it works is when you're traveling on a bus, they're going to wake you up at the border and you have to show your passport. <laughs> you get out, you do everything. So we're kind of drunk and we're like, well, why don't we just stay awake and write a song? So we go to the back, we start writing a song and he's writing this song with me that's like, it's kind of like uh, Mrs. Robinson. Like he's talking about like sleeping with like his, the next door neighbor. And I was like, I was like, let's not do that. I was like, I want to write something real. I was like, let's write something real. He was like, um, I was like, what's going on? He was like, no, I don't want to write about that. I don't want to give that person the satisfaction. And I was like, well, why don't we write about not wanting to write about it? So then we started Justin Bieber's Love Yourself. And it's like, he's like, I don't want to write a song. I don't want anyone thinking I still care. I don't, but, and then like, so we write a song about that. And I remember we're writing the song and it used to be like, you should go and fuck yourself. And then I was like, nah, I was like, it's gotta be more timeless than that. I was like, you think Sam Cooke is saying like, go fuck go yourself. Yeah. I was like, we gotta make it timeless. So everyone's going to understand the sentiment of it. And then he was, and then we were like, okay, we should say you should go love yourself. And then, like, that's how we made that song. And, like, there's all, like, there. Th you saying that's not what Sam Cooke would say just made my heart burst into a million pieces. <laughs> well, yeah. Sam Cooke is the best. But, like, I think about that when I'm making us. I do curse in songs, but I, like, only curse when it's a necessity. Like, it's, like, I always think I'm, like, like, do I want, like. What's energy? Like, You're my like daughter good, to like be energy. listening to totally. this in 20 years showing people. And, yeah, I have some songs that are fucking, that are, they're, 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 you know. 
woke up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy, like, you know, like they're funny, <laughs> like and it's and it's but those also have their place because like that was very important for me to make that song in that moment because I wanted to feel like that, you know, or like you and Ed have like a crazy synergy work really well together, huh? We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like salt of the earth one of the best people i've ever worked with and then like sometimes yeah you want to make a song that's like gonna make everyone laugh or like you know with like, like katie perry songs yeah with like date what what about katie perry song those are the songs that are like um, like katie perry but then like some of those are serious like we wrote rewrote teenage dreams seven times we were like killing ourselves right in that Katy Perry is what I put on for Carmela when I want her to feel like good, good, and just like empower. Like I, it, yeah, because it's something. It's like it's songs that like I always hear in the universe, but don't necessarily. Now I'm getting older, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and have a daughter, and I'm like, this is the perfect song for yeah, a little yeah, girl yeah. to listen to. Do you know what I, I was just thinking about? Remember that time when you called me and you said after the dinner party it was like Christmas one, and you were like, "Hey, did Dave eat?" the gingerbread house like <laughs> and you asked me if it, there were like all these gingerbread houses and dave was somebody really ate the tree off my mom's gingerbread house yeah and i don't think it was Dave. he could have though he could have very well you first you asked if i did it and i was like no i don't know why we centered it upon like you well it was and at the Blake end of the and night yeah. and everyone we were like walking around and uh dave is the one that would eat a gingerbread <laughs> off of a <laughs> It's it's very on brand for him <laughs> because we made those houses from scratch. Like my mom, like made the gingerbread and like she was pissed, rolled it out and like she made another one the next day. But she was like, "Who got drunk and stoned and ate the tree off yeah. of my house?" Because also my mom and her being really competitive about our gingerbread house. Are you like your so mom? We're completely opposite. Really, our personalities are really similar, obviously, but like she's like very like meek and like. Doesn't ever want to bother anybody and like and keeps you, her head you'll down. Bother. And I'm just like, I'm always like, why aren't you sticking up for yourself? Or like, why are you going so around how you feel about this? Like, she's always like, I don't know how you're doing any of what you're doing. There's one thing I want more than any. There's there's two moments I wanna I wanna be around. I wanna be around a Pia Davide like love fest where you guys are like just like like the the loviest you can be you guys are like it's like you're wearing the robes everything's curated perfectly you're like <laughs> drinking wine it's like the most beautiful night it's like watching like a romantic film and then i you also have to see the fight and then i also want to be there for the fight like i want to be there for like the full just like 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 i want to be there i want dishes thrown I okay because i want you to tell the people what you do when you fight because it's so beautiful I, I told Davide I might leave him for you one day. <laughs> well, my fight, I never want to have the fight. Like, I want to, like, do everything I can. I'm, like, not a confrontational person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, like, want to, like, when you were saying, like, stick up, all that. Like, I want to just, like, I want to curl up and do a little ball. But, like, if someone is fighting, they're like, yeah, like, I, like I'll, just, I'll let them yell. And I'll kind of just be like, I'm not sure if like we're hearing each other now. Like maybe like let's just both like write down our thoughts <laughs> and they, and 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 like we'll write down our thought. That part about that part, I never had that part. My ex girlfriend taught me that. She was like, like let's just write down our thoughts mm -hmm. and then like and then my thing was like let's sleep on our thoughts mm -hmm. and then the next day we like come and like we come together and we're like 
if we still feel like we have to get those things off of our chest, then it's worth talking about. And then if not, we just like squash it. Like a lot of stuff just, I always tell someone like in business, I was like, if you're mad at someone, write an email, don't send it and then read it the next morning and see if you that, still yeah. want to send it. Mm-hmm. And then- You must be great to work with. I, maybe, I have no idea, who fucking knows? Well, you know how there's some people that are just like really <laughs> creative, but like difficult to work with. Like Davide is <clears throat> like going to be like, difficult for some people to work with because he's like fiery and passionate no no but it no, seems no. like you're just I'm very, very patient. like patient and easy i'm, I'm very like, patient think about what you want to say and then we can like deal with it that must really help you in terms of like business because outside of you being extremely talented and writing some of the arguably the biggest songs like in fucking history you also like manage your business like you're like a genius about how you handle all your business well i'm not trying <laughs> to think like a lot of people are thinking about like what's in front of them. I'm trying to think like 10, what are we going to be dealing with right now? The moment we're dealing with right now, how is that decision going to affect me 10 years from now? And did you just come up with this on your own? Like at what point were you like, this is a thing. You said this to me when we were having dinner that one night, it was like the first time we'd like had talked about like your work and you were like, there was a moment where I realized like, Oh, this is like going to be my career. Yeah, and you're just like a therapist. Like, I'm a therapist all day. Mm. I, like, sit there. I listen to people's problems, and I'm like, I have to, like, pick my battles with how I'm going to say it. I'm like, I don't want to be too pushy right now. Because there's gotta, a lot of creative big people that you're working with. Oh, my God. And people, there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of, mm. my rule is ego's at the door. Gone. Got to leave them at the door. You can pick them up so on your way out. comes into your studio, that's the intention when you come in. Is ego's. Like we're all even everyone's equal. equal. I don't give a fuck. Dude, I have I, some of my friends that don't even make music have come into the room and set an idea on a song and now they're writers on a song and they get paid oh b- because they made like some of my friends really did that. <laughs> like and it like changed their life. Like Yeah. Yeah, cuz we have friends who I'm like, "Wait a second, how does so and so just like buy that house in the hills and like dude they have like a credit on that one fucking drake song and you're like what yeah it's, like it's it, amazing yeah music's music's crazy i i also say like i always tell people my because a lot of people say i've always just been like mine has always been like do what you love and work really hard and the rest will just follow yeah totally i was telling someone that this morning i was like they were like talking about jobs they're like well i don't know where the-. i was like as long as you just like keep being a good person work really hard it's all it'll all work out mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that or it won't <laughs> i have a lot of pressure because i have like a mom and a baby yeah so i'm just like wait you have them what does the mom have to like do? I, we take care of her yeah, yeah, yeah you know there's like a responsibility and like yeah. gavide is like living out his dream which will like come to fruition soon so like i have to do like gavide's like killing it right it feels like it. <clears throat> it feels like everything he does is like perfect. Yeah, but he has no employees. We use our yeah. savings for production. We have yeah. no like investors, really. But he like got on like Mr. Port. That's like big, right? Yeah, it's big, but that's like so hard because it's like we you need like a hundred thousand dollars to produce that stuff. And like why? Because now there's like a bunch of people trying to buy this shit. And- no, you like to make the sweaters to every like order, every wholesale order means that we need have to frantically come up with like a hundred thousand dollars and so it usually (laughs) is like about exactly what we have in our savings and then i will usually have enough in our savings to just like and then i have to wait for mr porter to like pay him so that's like net 30 or 60 and then he'll pay me back or if he still needs i'm like you can keep a little bit of it because we need money for like this so it's like and then we have to make sure it sells on mr porter 
Oh my god! You know, and then it's like, what are we doing to make sure it sells? And then like sometimes, how's it, it doing? If yeah. it doesn't sell, I think really good. But like sometimes we'll put something on sale on one of the wholesalers that like is full price in our store, and we're like, wait a second, like that works for you in terms of like seasonality. Like there's so every store, every buyer, everything, like they all have rules and like what works for their customers. And like the goal is to like not do wholesale at all because like it's a pain in the ass, like shipping. Everything is a pain in the ass and needing the money up front. It's a pain in the ass. Like the goal is to have our own stores. It's so crazy. You do have your own store though. Yeah. But we need like a better one. We need to move it. We need to put it in a, a different place. It needs to be bigger. There's no dressing room in the store. And then we need like another store. But then we need money for another store. What is it all? When, when does it end? That's what I'm saying. That's when why. Do, that's when, why. That's why I'm like money. When do you, When do you? When do you? Uh, when is it going to be enough? When it's. I mean, when the brand is like. No, can, no. I'm saying for everything. Oh, I don't know. Like, what's your like? When will it? When will you just be like, okay? Well, our our goals are like very normal. Like, we want to be able to like pay off our house. Okay. I want to be able to buy a little place in Sicily. Yeah. You're like, our goals are normal. I just want to buy a place in Sicily. A place in Sicily is like 50 grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you know what I mean? No, and no. then be able to like send her to school and have another kid and like pay for our stuff without having to like. You want to have another kid? Yeah, oh, yeah. When? I'd like to have two more. When? Well, you got to start trying. Are you going to start again? I'm going to start trying this summer. Really? Like a hot girl summer. <sighs> See, I want to, I want to see, everywhere. I want to be there for that part <laughs> when you guys are like real, like, like it's like, there's nothing sexier than an Italian man. Like what's sexier? Like, like when David is sprinkling little Parmesan flakes or just like measuring. Well, wait, me- I, I want to ask the same thing to you. When is it enough for you? Like you could stop working right now. I only do what I love. Yeah. But this is what makes Dot like Davide like put on like he dressed Evan yesterday. He called me crying. And then Evan's crying. Cause Evan was like, I, I wear the same thing every day. And he's like, he looked so good. He's I, like, I feel so confident. He's like, I never thought I could wear something like this. And Davide's <laughs> crying. And then I'm crying. Cause I'm so proud of him. And then I'm, and then Evan who we love more than anything is like, like all confident Evan's manager was there. And she was like, you look so handsome. And he's like, I'm going to wear this to vanity fair instead of my denim thing. Like he's like, cause he's doing all the food for vanity fair. And like, that's like we go to sleep like buzzing. I'm texting over this him right now. These are the things that we like buzz about and think about and dream about that are like. I'm going to text him right now. What are you going to say? I'm going to say. I'm going to say I saw you. On Davide's. Oh, you're texting Evan. Yeah. He's I already texted. Uh, he's the best. I saw you on Davide's page. You looked like a sex machine. <laughs> Wait, so does he just have a closet full of just that one thing over and over again? Mm-hmm. Actually? He's like a Wes Anderson character. So you're telling me he has one piece of clothing. I mean, it's like he wears the same from this like one company. He just orders them in bulk. Yeah, he only wears <laughs> those. Mm-hmm. Do you wear, are you like that? Yeah. You are? Yeah, I wear the same like few things. I feel like you're always wearing something different. But I'll wear I like it's like my hyper fixation outfit. I'll wear it and then I'm like, okay, now next week I'm gonna wear this. Really? Thing. I wear the same clothes like every day. Yeah, but when you it, hit the red carpet, you look so good because Chloe's got you and all these like fancy, interesting things. Well, so what I do is the only time I ever unless I'm gonna be like seen or anything, I wear 
actually the same thing. Like I've been wearing this for six plus days. I don't even change my clothes. I don't even shower. Like I haven't showered. I haven't showered in many days. It's so off brand for you because I feel like you're very like OCD and like I am to be very clean. I am clean. I don't smell, <laughs> but like I don't like. Do you are you, how many times are you showering a day? Once. I already showered twice today. Why? I think it comes from like how he grew up, especially when you don't have a lot of money. Like how you present yourself is like what you have is like value almost, you know. And so his mom was always like very adamant about like the boys being really clean and like the house being really clean and sitting down to eat lunch and being organized. And, and David is showering twice a day. He's I remember the first time I watched him shower when we were dating and he was just like scrubbing like the tip of his toe to like the back of his knees like like he like hardcore washes Scrub. like every bit of his body like Scrubbing. squeaky clean mm -hmm. he does smell delicious he He's puts got... on too much cool no what are you talking about he smells <laughs> perfect what you really need to see is when he gets out of the shower and he's naked and he puts the cologne on because it's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten like i count them how why does he put on so much how many bottles does he go through but it's like this crazy brand that like he won't tell anybody what it is and it's really hard to find. He orders it in bulk. Yeah, he loves it. He whenever <laughs> why wouldn't he ever tell anyone what it is? <laughs> That's his thing. It's like his set. Wait, who's the one or two people that you worked with that you were like, I can't believe I'm working with this person? Anyway, who was your person? Were you like, uh, I just want to work with this person one day? No, they kind of just all have I never That's crazy. I never really was like, Oh, I gotta work with I just remember my one milestone being like, oh, if I could ever have a gold record, that would be so cool. And then I was like, oh, if I could ever have a platinum record, that'd be so cool. Then I was like, oh, if I could ever have a number one song. How many number one songs have you had? A lot. I don't know. You don't even know. What's your favorite number one song? I don't have one. They're all like, they're like children. You don't have a favorite yeah, child. Yeah, you don't have a favorite. Do people have a favorite child? How many How many are there of you? There's two or three? There's five. Five? I have half siblings. But your actual ones, it's you it's just and- me. Oh, who, what about the Marine guy? Half brother. Oh, I forgot that he was here. I love that guy. <laughs> I love him so much. He was so sweet. What's his name? Peter. Yeah, Peter's He's good. a naval commander. Yeah, Peter's good. Yeah, my brother I, came here for dinner. That was like so funny. I loved it. It's always a motley crew when like the people you always have here is like such oh, a yeah. motley it's diverse, crew. very diverse. Very diverse. There's not a single person that you were like, who are you most nervous to meet? You uh, can't be LeBron. so nonchalant about all this. Ooh, really? Yeah, when I met him, I was like, oh my God. That was it. No, no musicians. Because I kind of grew up. So it was like <clears throat> when I was 18, it just started happening. You know, I've been in the music business for like mm -hmm. 20 years, like almost 20 years. So it's like, like 17 years. So it was like... How many times have you been nominated for a Grammy? Do you have... Where are your Grammy? In New York. I don't keep anything up. I don't keep any accolades up. Why did you? Why are they in New York? Because I keep them over there because I don't go there a lot. <laughs> I don't want to see... I don't want to see any of the... I don't need to see any like awards or accomplishments. Maybe you have to like for your family... You know, they have I to give all be them, somewhere. All my family have... They have like most of the things. I have like one black in a toilet at my studio i have like two things in a toilet what do you mean in a toilet like in the bathroom and then <laughs> but i don't really keep things like that i have one pla i made myself the world there's like a plaque over there that's this big mm -hmm. and i made myself the world's smallest plaque when 
when uh, my song like got really big. My first one. What song? Eastside. My first song as an artist. Oh my god! You made yourself the world's smallest plaque. Yeah, when it sold like, when it sold like over twenty million, then I was like, okay, I'll make a plaque. And when we made one, it's like this big. You have to use a magnifying glass over there. I'll show you. <laughs> Who made that for you? Uh this miniaturist or something that's so silly yeah a miniaturist I, I don't even know if that's the word it's like something like that but it's someone who makes miniature things it may be a miniaturist is there like a crazy thing that happened with work that you were like and then we were on the side of the road and then this and then like that became that thing or like you were working on a funny story or you were working on it like all right there, there's one artist that really everyone's a fan of SZA and I, uh, I was a huge fan. And one day I get a call from my manager and he says, SZA wants to talk to you. And I was like, what? She was like, my favorite. Like mm -hmm. I stopped working with outside people. I don't really, I only work on stuff when it's for my album. And when she hit me up, I was like, what? So I like got on the phone with her and I was like, hello? And she was like <laughs> recording, we were on FaceTime and she was like recording like a choir. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm the biggest fan of you. I was, I was hyped. I was, I was definitely a little like, whoa. And you know, cause she, her first album meant so much to me and. Everybody. Yeah, I remember. I was like, yo, I was at, we were both at this award. We were both accepting like an award for the city of hope or something. It was like a charity award. And I was like, I saw you there and I was like too nervous to come up to you. And she was like, Oh my God, I saw you there. And I was too nervous <laughs> to come up to you. And I was like, shut up. And she was like, I swear to God. And I was like, Oh my God. And we start talking and then we like, she never really worked with anyone outside of like her, like, crew she has like a very small crew and she like came over to work with me and it's such a personal <laughs> thing it must be so odd you're like okay now we're like in this room yeah so we're like hanging out we're chilling and i remember i had like some leftover lasagna that i was eating and i was like you want some and she ate it and she was just like what and she was like this is insane she loves food there's no one who loves the lasagna that you made when uh no, I think that was just like leftover stuff. I made a lasagna for her. She lost her mind. And I was like, uh, and, and she said, okay, there's a new rule. Every time I come, you have to make me a lasagna. Cool. And I was like, we're working tomorrow. She's like, yep, new lasagna. <laughs> and then every day she would pick a new thing. And I started making it. First it was like lasagna. Then it was like banana pudding. And first of all, I've never seen a woman. She can take down an entire sheet tray of lasagna <laughs> one day easily and still look like like she has a six pack. Yeah. And like she has this thing where like I have a, in my studio, there's like a bed and she'll have like all of them balancing it. Like one, she'll have like a banana pudding over here. She'll have like a, uh, uh, like a box of sushi over here and she always orders so much and i'm always just like how is she gonna eat all this and she eats and it all every single time and just like don't you wish like oh. for me i have like one bite of lasagna and my like ash cheeks jiggle for a week like she, like she somehow she eats and just gets skinnier um she's so hot and she uh and i remember <laughs> ash cheeks jiggle for yeah. a week <laughs> i remember sitting there and it was like our first day working and, you know, I'm still a fan just like everyone else. So she, like, gets on the mic and she sings. And I was just like, 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, you know, cause you never know until you're like in with someone. Cause it's like, we can do a lot of tricks as like, I, yeah. I had like nothing except she was just like singing in the room and I was like, and she was like, I'm so nervous. I don't want to sing. And I was like, just sing. She like sang. Yeah, I was wondering, you must be kind of nervous. Oh my God. Every artist, SZA is the biggest artist in the world right now. Yeah. Her album was number one for like 10 weeks in a row. She broke every record and she'll call me up and she'll just be like, I don't even think anyone likes it. And she's serious. <laughs> she's like actually serious. She's yeah. like, I don't think like people like this. And it's like, I think that's what makes her so special is that she is just an artist where everyone has these like insecure thoughts and these insecure feelings in their life. And she's just like not afraid to say it, mm -hmm. say exactly how she's feeling, you know? And, you know, it's, like she says things that you would only tell like your closest girlfriend, mm -hmm. like, but she says it in a song for the <laughs> world to hear. Mm -hmm. And that's why when girls hear it, they're like, yeah, yes. And she's the amount of girls crying that like when her album, like the, like 45 minutes after it dropped, like probably the exact time that you could listen to the entire album. Oh, yeah. All over the internet was every girl posting a selfie crying listening oh. to the, her songs. First of all, first of all, like, you better hope your relationship is in the best place it could be before a Sizz album comes out. Because if it's not, <laughs> you're fucked. Like, as a man, you're fully fucked. She, she, she brings it out of everyone. She's like, you're like, maybe I don't need that, man. Maybe I don't need this. Davide felt that way about the SZA album, and then he felt that way about the Miley Cyrus song about flowers. Oh, really? He's like, are you going to break out with me because you like that song? And yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. I don't need you. I'm going to hold my own hand. What's the cutest thing Davide does for you? Your, your favorite thing. He wakes up before me every morning and every morning he walks over to me and he kisses the top of my feet and then he kisses the top of my head and he does this thing where he like pets my face to be like, mm, and then sometimes he'll take a photo of me sleeping. Every morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he, if he doesn't, it's like we've either, he's either like, like an emergency has happened or like there was some sort of like really bad fight, but he's not going to like withdraw, withhold love for me if we're fighting because that's like literally abusive. That's what my ex-boyfriend used to do. Isn't it so crazy? I love just like a subtle, like, <laughs> just like that was crazy. Uh, so isn't it so true that like you could just be in like the worst fight in the world ever, but like just if at the right moment he just came over and just hugged you and kissed your forehead, you're like instantly okay. Yeah, and like sometimes <laughs> when we used to fight before we were before we lived like in the same fucking city like he would ignore me ignore me and i would facetime him like a hundred times in a row because i knew if he just saw my face he would like melt and the fight would end oh if you guys were like not in the same place yeah yeah yeah. Ugh, i want to be there for one of the fights i was so. like he just needs to see my face and then he would see my face and he'd be like oh am i gonna be mad at that face you're, okay, what's the worst thing he does? So that's the best thing he does. He's um, He has no, <laughs> no, there's not a single even kind of a tool to manage his like outbursts that like are, I'm going to say 50% of the time, really over nothing. And it's like, they're so extreme. How are your outbursts? Are you doing ones over nothing too? No, I get like, I get really pissed like the week before my period, okay. I'll let things like bother me. But like, it's mostly just me letting all the things that I like push aside to the rest of the time, like 
but I'm just like, I don't have time for this. Like they'll start coming out like the week before, like one thing will get, and then I'll just be like, man, like everything is the worst, you know, it'll be like, yeah. you know, like nothing's going to work and everything's going to fail. We're going to be able, like, you know, I'll do like yeah. one of those. 